Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I'm so glad to have you back with me today. I am back with Jody Mockaby, and this has been such a fun conversation. We're talking about homeschooling this week. And if you missed Monday's episode, go back and listen. She got to tell her amazing story and just testimony of how the Lord brought her family into the world of homeschooling. And I love hearing people's stories because everyone's story is so different. And most of them start with, I never thought I'd homeschool, but <laughs> fill in the blank. And it's always fun to, to see those blanks filled in. It's like Mad Libs, right? You never know what people are going to put in those blanks, but the stories so, always end up so much fun. So um, we're going to continue talking about just family and homeschooling. But before we do that, I want to say thank you to CTC Math for sponsoring this podcast. If you guys are looking for a great online math program, go to ctcmath.com. Try them out for free, ctcmath.com. Jody, have you tried CTC Math yet? I haven't. No. 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 Well, you should go to ctcmath.com because you've got five kids who all do math. So if any of them are struggling, try CTC Math. I'll check it out. Yeah, they're awesome. Anyway, um, Jody, I'm glad to have you back with me today. This has been a great conversation, and I love what the Lord is doing um, through you. And you are focused on being a mom. I, it was really funny because when I was reading your bio, you know, we, we always have bios for our guests and yours talked about you being a photographer and a writer and a blogger and a speaker and a social media influencer and a homeschooling mother. And I was like, whoa. And I hate to say all those things because then we, our audience sometimes is like, but how does she do all those things? And as you and I were talking, you said, but I'm really just a mom. <laughs> all those things are kind of your little side gigs that the Lord allows you to do sometimes. And when you do those, it's great. But your real job is being a mom. It's not focused on all those other things. It's, it's focused on your family. And I should say a mom and a wife. And yes. the Lord has has brought you to a great place like he has me where we get to focus on our family, but also serve the homeschooling community in different ways. And so in the first episode, we talked a little bit about you as a family, you really like nature and health, healthy living, things like that. I want to talk um, today about just how, how do we preserve the mental and emotional and physical health of our, our family? Because that's hard to do as we are navigating this world of homeschooling. I mean, there's just so much coming at us at the same time and so many responsibilities that we have as moms. And so I want to kind of take those step-by-step. So let's first talk about, well, you have a new book that just came out. It's called The Whole and Healthy Family. Yes. And I want to talk about what the whole family is. Let's start there. Kind of identify that for me. What do you mean when you say the whole family? And then we'll dissect that a little bit. Well, I definitely, I start the book out just saying, just because it's called the whole family does not mean that we are whole. (laughs) So that's, that's the aspiration. Um, I know Jesus, you know, was charging his apostles to love the Lord God, you know, in Luke, I believe it is with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength and with all your soul. And I just love the holistic aspect of that. He didn't just say, love the Lord God with all your heart. Um, he included other parts of their being, you know, and I think it's important to recognize that children are whole beings. They don't yeah. just have a brain where we shove information into their mind and they don't just have a heart where we're always attentive to emotions and they don't just have a soul where everything is strictly spiritual. Um, th- they have 
all of that working together at all times. And um, in order to have a holistic approach, we're kind of tending to those needs, those developmental needs that they have, whether they're physical, mental, or spiritual, um, all the while that they're under our home and our roof. And so the heart comes from just a place of recognizing that our children are whole beings and they have very specific needs physically, mentally, and spiritually. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I've never thought of that scripture in that context before that it's all those parts that make the whole being, but you're absolutely right. So let's then dig into each of those individual parts. So let's first talk about the mental part. Okay. So it's, it's broken into three sections and there's a few, you know, chapters per section. And and in the whole mind section, we talk about awareness of, um, personality of gifts of communication style of love languages. And some of those may be, um, you know, relationship 101, as far as how to connect with your children in a very specific way. But in other ways, I think specifically maritally, is that a word? (laughs) It is now. (laughs) If you say it on the podcast, it becomes a real word. (laughs) There you go. Let's just add that to the dictionary. Sounds good. (laughs) In our marriage, my husband and I had, you know, his parents were really into healthy marriages and conferences and books and different things. And every time we would open up a marriage book, it was so foreign to us because we were actually very opposite of what all of these marriage books were saying, you know, like the man wants respect and the woman wants to be cuddled. And I was like, (laughs) I don't want to be cuddled, but I do want respect. So I don't understand (laughs) what's going on here. And so a lot of times there would just be this like disconnect and not necessarily in our marriage, but in what we thought a marriage should be. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until we started discovering who each other was, what motivated them, how God made us, our personalities, our character traits. It wasn't until we started kind of um, learning about each other through personality tests and different tools out there that we were really able to appreciate each other for who God made us, mm. that we were able to kind of identify some of like our own weaknesses and sinful tendencies. Um, it was this kind of self-awareness. Now I know in the Christian world, sometimes that can get too much, you know, too much self-discovery or, or going down that path as an excuse. But when you can use it as a tool to really connect with your husband and understand your husband so that you can best serve him and be his helpmate, that to me was kind of mind blowing. And that, that did more for our marriage learning our own personal motivations and, um, natural bents the way that, you know, God made us way more than this, like, well, this is what a man is like, and this is what a woman is like, and this is how you make it work, you know? So that's kind of, we talk a little bit about that in the first section of just communication. We talk about having a healthy, um, sexual culture within the home. I think it's super important, especially with all of the um, devices that are out there and exposure that our kids can have to pornography and all different other dangerous elements online to just have a really open communication in the household from a young age so yeah. that nothing's taboo and everything's yeah. out in the open and children understand sex by God's design, not by something they saw on the internet. 
So I go into having a healthy sexual culture and what that means for the mind and how the mind can process um, certain things as they get older. And I also talk a little bit about simplicity and just kind of creating a home environment that allows children to thrive. And a lot of times that's by simplifying what's within your home by removing extra traffic, whether that's visual or actual sound traffic or um, just extra stuff, excess um, that can cause kind of a tense home environment. Yeah. So we, we go into kind of the science of, of why simplicity matters sometimes. So that's yeah. kind of the mind section. And okay. then it goes into the body and we talk about food and health and wellness and fitness and exercise and just um, the way that God created our bodies and how they respond to natural remedies. So that's a, a fun, a fun section just because that has been something, a long journey that we've been on and continue to be on and are always learning about. Yeah. And so I kind of try to share a little bit of that for parents who don't know much about, um, you know, nurturing a child through food and um, just natural remedies. So the third section is whole spirits. And we just talk about being a biblically grounded family, um, mm -hmm. serving the community, looking for opportunities to serve as a family, not just dad going out to help with firewood, but the whole family gets involved. And we have from a very young age brought our kids with us to all different serving opportunities. And people are always so surprised, but also so blessed to see little ones out there helping. And we talk about the power of words, the words of affirmation we speak over our children, and really just listening to the Holy Spirit through parenting and that it's possible to parent with the help of the Holy Spirit. I mean, that's, he Amen. was sent to be our helper. And so how he can help us through this process. Yeah, love it. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts. And we say, this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course. And we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. We are back with Jody. Um, you know, before the break, you were talking about just the different parts of preserving our mental, emotional, and spiritual health as a family, and, and you kind of uh, surfaced those ideas, um, which I love, and I know in the book, you go much more deeply into those things. Um, the one thing that really stood out to me, especially when you were talking about your husband, is becoming a student of your husband, and I, I really love that you were talking about how, you know, you have all these books, and they're saying, this is exactly what you need to do as a wife, and what you need to do as a husband, and how to have a successful marriage, and I know that 
a lot of those marriage books are very healthy and good for a lot of, I mean, they've saved lots of marriages, but you have to be a student of your husband and your husband has to be a student of you to discover who each other are. And so it's as homeschoolers, you know, <laughs> we, we tend to be able to think outside of the box oftentimes and see things from a different perspective and from a different angle and sometimes think, you know what, maybe the way someone is doing this isn't quite working for us. And so we're going to try this a different way, a way that maybe God has wired us and what works best for us in order to have a successful family. And I don't mean success in the world's terms. I mean, success in, you know, God's terms and through a biblical lens. But with that, um, we have to create a culture of intentionality in our families. We have to be intentional about everything that we do. And I know you, it, it seems with the book and what I've learned in the book and just talking to you, you are someone who's very intentional about your life and about your parenting and about your marriage. And so talk about why that's important. Cause some people may not think that like they think things are just going to happen as they happen. And they just go through life flying by the seat of their pants. And then they get to the end and they're like, huh, that didn't work out very well. <laughs> so talk to us about intentionality and why that's important in a family. I think, you know, if you don't put the brakes on a little bit and slow down and think through your decision-making, then it, there is going to be, um, no vision. There's, there's no end goal. There's no, um, you know, the scripture says without a vision, the people perish. And so if you don't have this end goal or this vision in mind for your family, and it doesn't even have to be a literal vision that you write out or speak of, it could just be a goal of your children loving the Lord. But if yeah. you don't, if you don't have something to focus on, then you're kind of shooting in the dark with right. all of these decisions. And, and, you know, we make up to 50 decisions a day. I mean, it's maybe more, you know, yeah, yeah. and um, if you're not thinking through those, praying through those, discussing them with your spouse, um, life can go by without any sort of intention or purpose. And that is not our goal for our children. We are, we see our children as generational. So everything we do, we hope that um, it gets brought into the next generation, you know? Yeah. And so all of these little decisions we know that we make will affect how they raise their children. Yeah. And so we started just kind of measuring everything by like a specific bar that somehow became our family culture. And I think by creating our family culture, when we were young parents, we watched a lot of other families, how they did things. Yeah. We were very intentional about conversations with them. We picked their brains. How did you get your family to hike every weekend? And how did you um, feed your family so well on such a tight budget? And what does, you know, prayer time look like for your family with littles? And we would just constantly ask questions to those that are, were ahead of us. And that kind of helped create our family culture. It wasn't one specific family that we modeled after. We took all these people ahead of us that we saw beautiful things happening in their family and, and good, virtuous, lovely, God-fearing things and started kind of piecing together our own family culture as a result of just like watching these incredible families. And so once we kind of knew what we wanted our family to look like, every opportunity that came to us, we spent 
a lot of time in prayer and discussion. And, you know, we've been made fun of before over being too intentional because <laughs> someone will be like, hey, can your kids play winter soccer? And it's like, er, you know, we'll have to get back <laughs> to you. And then we go home and we discuss and we we discuss what it looks like budget-wise, what it looks yeah. like family time-wise. And there's so much discussion over one single decision, but ultimately all of that discussion and prayer is good because it protects the family from being overscheduled or from just something that wouldn't necessarily fit within our family culture. So that's to me what intentionality kind of looks like is always assessing, always praying, asking for the Lord's guidance, um, being together as a couple. It's been harder for me to do that. I tend to make quick decisions And so I've learned through our marriage to check in with Jason. He puts so much thought into things and um, it's all wise. (laughs) And so I, I forget sometimes that he has a perspective and his perspective is needed and and usually really good. (laughs) So we've had to learn that through our marriage, but um, yeah, a life of intentionality looks like really treating every decision, whether it's small or big with great intention and prayer and discernment and even down to what your children are eating or what they're wearing or what gets brought into your home. Um, you can always be intentional about all of those things. And, and that's kind of what the book is about is teaching you in different aspects, how to look through the lens of intentionality. Do you want to encourage independent learning in your students? Do you have multiple students with individual learning styles? Homeschooling is an excellent opportunity to customize your child's education. BJU Press is here to help. For each academic subject, BJU Press has created video lessons that will lead your child through each of their courses. Your child will experience thorough lesson content administered by experienced and engaging teachers who will walk your child through the assignments so they know what to expect. Visit their website at bjupresshomeschool.com to see what courses are available for your student. You're intentional about being intentional as a family. It's not just you, mom, Jody, who's making all of these decisions for your family. It's you and your husband and sometimes your kids, you know, I'm, I'm assuming you and your husband make a lot of decisions together as the parents, but oftentimes it sounds like you bring your kids into it as well. And you discuss these as a family. And that's such a great way to train up our kids for adulthood because they need to understand, you know, I mean, gone are the days of just saying, you know, just do what I do because I told you to, which yes, there is some, some value to that. Of course, children need to obey their parents. However, there is um, so much benefit in bringing our kids alongside us and talking through the issues with them instead of just saying, this is the decision that we've made and you're going to like it no matter what saying we've made this decision because, or let's make this decision. Let's pray about this together. Let's see where the Lord leads. And then let's follow God's leading together as a family, not just individually as mom or individually as dad or together as parents, but as a family figuring out what the Lord wants. Um, And sometimes mom and dad need to make those decisions aside from their kids because kids don't always know what's best for them. But right. I I love that it's not just all about you and what you want. It's coming together and figuring out what the Lord wants for your family. Yeah. And I mean, part of the decision making, we 
there's certain decisions that need to be made behind closed doors, you know, that, mm-hmm. sure. that may influence the way that a child feels and they may get emotionally involved or something. But for the most part, we try to w- have our children see the process of yeah. that too and what that looks like. And sometimes it can get heated and to, to be able to let them see how that gets resolved and handled um, with respect. And we want to model that for them, for their future relationships to know how to resolve conflict and, and different things like that. So, um, it's been really fun for them to see that they also have learned, you know, conversational skills through doing that. And so we laugh often. And I think this is also a byproduct of homeschooling is we're constantly encouraging conversation and rebuttal and, Mm -hmm rhetoric and all of that. And it comes out at moments that are kind of surprising. (laughs) Wait a second. The other day, my daughter, I was trying to convince her that, you know, she needs so many hugs per day. She (laughs) she doesn't love getting hugged. And so I was kind of trying to give her like a scientific study that children, (laughs) you know, four hugs per day or something. And she turns around and she goes, show me where that's at in the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) And at first it felt disrespectful. Uh And then secondly, I'm like, I can't get upset over that because this is what I teach them to do all day long. Let's, let's find what it says in the Bible. (laughs) And so I, I just had to laugh. That was a touche moment, you know, where we're training them to have all of these skills. But then sometimes when it comes back at us, we're not quite ready. (laughs) on how to respond with that. So that's so funny. Kids are so smart, so much smarter than we give them credit for. They um, really are. We are out of time, but we'll be back tomorrow. We're going to keep talking about homeschooling about family, about discipleship, about all the things that we live every day, because this is the world of a homeschooling parent. So thank you, Jody, for being with me again today. Tell me again, really quickly, for those who may have missed it in the first episode, where can people find out more about you? You can find me on Instagram at Jody Maccabee or on my website at jodymaccabee.com. Sounds great. And Jody's new book is called The Whole and Healthy Family, Helping Your Kids Thrive in Mind, Body, and Spirit. So we'll put links to this in the show notes as well. If you guys have not signed up for our newsletter, go to schoolhouserocked.com. Sign up so you can keep in the loop on what we have going on. And um, we can just bring the encouragement that we, we do our very best to bring to you on a weekly basis. Have a great rest of your day and we'll see you back here tomorrow. Bye. I'm Paul Hastings, the host of Compelled Podcast. We use gripping, immersive storytelling to celebrate the powerful ways God is transforming Christians around the globe. Listen to unique and compelling testimonies from people like Ron, who was sentenced to 500 years in prison at the age of 22. Ron knew that he was utterly alone, or was he? Or listen to Virginia, an attorney defending Christians in court who one fateful afternoon came face to face with a trained assassin sent to kill her. With countless stories demonstrating the power of Jesus Christ to change lives, you can listen to Compelled on your favorite podcast app or by visiting compelledpodcast.com.